welcome to the Ministry of Baseball podcast, the Mob Pod for short. I am your host, CJ Hancock. We've got a great show for you today. I'll be discussing some stats-based predictions for the upcoming Major League season. We'll take a look at some of the big stories around MLB this week, as well as bring you our international roundup of all things baseball around the globe. But before we start, the Ministry would like to extend a happy Women in Baseball Week to all those involved in the women's side of this game we all love and all can play. We very much look forward to the Women's Baseball World Cup that will take place this year in Mexico and hope that the newly formed GB women's team will be at the next iteration of the tournament to fly the flag for women's baseball in the UK. So first up on the docket is the MLB News of the Week. And it's been a big week. We'll start off with former Dodgers, Reds, and Indians outfielder Yasiel Puig. He announced via Twitter that he tested positive for the coronavirus. It was also reported that he will no longer be signing for the Atlanta Braves as no formal agreement was made between the two parties. Puig will remain a free agent, and so... It remains to be seen whether any team will pick him up after he has undergone the two-week isolation period. The Toronto Blue Jays were denied permission to host their 30 regular season home games at the Rogers Centre by the federal government this week. The team had previously received permission from both the city and provincial governments of Toronto and Ontario respectively. However, we're informed via a phone call on Saturday of the national government's decision. The Canadian Immigration Minister, Marco Mendocino, cited that the rapidly growing number of coronavirus cases in the US as a key factor in the decision to bar the Toronto Blue Jays from playing in Toronto as constant coming and going of the Blue Jays and visiting teams across the US-Canada border presents a high risk of the disease being brought into the country and being spread by players who have caught it in the US. The Blue Jays are now in search of a new home before their scheduled home opener on Wednesday 29th of July against Washington. The Jays' spring training site in Florida has been suggested, however the state has one of the worst COVID outbreaks in the country, a key reason as to why so many teams moved their spring training 2.0 away from there in the first place. The other Blue Jays affiliated site suggested was the stadium of the team's AAA affiliate, the Buffalo Bisons. Their stadium being Salon Field. However, some big issues arise when looking at this option. Blue Jays president Mark Shapiro highlighted the ground needs work on both training facilities and general maintenance to bring it up to Major League standards. And that's just from a venue standpoint. Further logistical work would need to be done to ensure the ground is suitable to meet player safety and social distancing guidelines. As of right now, the most likely outcome is a ground sharing scheme with the Pittsburgh Pirates at PNC Park. The stadium is obviously suitable of meeting all facility and player safety needs and the Pirates schedule is most friendly in terms of avoiding clashes with the Blue Jays. Now, it's worth noting that this is not the first time the Canadian government has been in the news in regards to its 
sports teams playing overseas. Just yesterday, the rugby league team, the Toronto Wolfpack, had to withdraw from the European Super League season, citing visa issues. The Washington Nationals released a statement stating that Dr. Fauci would be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch at the Washington Nationals home opener against the New York Yankees on Thursday. Now, there is a little more politics behind this decision, as some of you may know. Donald Trump attended Game 5 of the World Series last year at Nationals Park in DC and was greeted with booing along with chants of lock him up in reference to a similar line he used against his election opponent, Hillary Clinton, in 2016. Dr. Fauci has been at odds with Trump for months now over the US handling of the coronavirus pandemic. This discourse being a prime example of the politicization of the pandemic and the nationals have made it very clear which side of the line they stand on. Of course, they could have just done it because he wore a Nats mask, but who are we to know? An interesting extra fact here is that Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, and both Bushes were all booed at ball games. And now it's time for some predictions. Ooh, predictions are everywhere nowadays. But the ministry has gone ahead and taken a look at the head-to-head data from all 30 teams assess that data against each team's schedule and come up with some predicted standings for this 60-game season. Now, it's worth mentioning that the interdivisional data was taken from last season's results. However, the, reg- the regional interleague play head-to-head data was compiled, by compi- was compiled by combing through the past 20 years of games between teams in order to get a matching data range. Yes, that's how little these teams play against each other regionally and that was a tedious process let me tell you (laughs) but enough about my gripes Uh, now the technicalities are out of the way I will read out each division's predicted standings as follows starting with the American League East bringing up the rear is the Baltimore Orioles at 20 to 40 then it is the Toronto Blue Jays at 25 and 35, the Boston Red Sox at 31 and 29, the Tampa Bay Rays at 36 and 24, and then topping the division is the New York Yankees at 40 and 20. Now to the American League Central. Bringing up the rear there is the Detroit Tigers at 23 and 37, then the Kansas City Royals at 27 and 33. The Chicago White Sox at 29 and 31. The Cleveland Baseball Franchise at 36 and 24. And the Minnesota Twins at 37 and 23. To the American League West. Seattle at the bottom with 26 and 34. Then Texas at 28 and 32. Followed by LA Angels of Anaheim. On that same 28-32 and 32 win-loss record, however, we have put LA on top of Texas based on the head-to-head record for this season, which is 6-4 predicted in favour of the Angels. 
Then on top of the Angels is the Oakland Athletics at 31 and 29. And then topping the division is the Houston Astros at 41 and 19. Now on to the National League. Starting with the East. At the bottom, we have Miami Marlins at 23 and 37. Then the Philadelphia Phillies at 27 and 33. Then the New York Mets at 30 and 30. Then the Atlanta Braves at 34 and 26. Topped by the Washington Nationals also at 34 and 26. But like Texas and the LA Angels, Washington on top based on the head to head data, predicted head to head data for the season. Then to the National League Central. At the bottom, we have Cincinnati Reds at 24 and 36. And then it's another tie in records. You'll probably see this a lot based on the denseness of the season. Topping them is the Pittsburgh Pirates, again on head to head data. Then on top of them is the Chicago Cubs at 31 and 29. Then the Milwaukee Brewers at 33 and 27. And topping the division is the St. Louis Cardinals at 36 and 24. Now to the National League West. At the bottom we have the San Diego Padres at 24 and 36. The Colorado Rockies at 26 to 34. And would you look at that, it's another tie and win-loss ratio as the San Francisco Giants sit atop of them again based on predicted head-to-head -head record. Then on top of the Giants is the Arizona Diamondbacks at 30 to 30, and topping the division is the Los Angeles Dodgers at 37 and 23. So to recap the highlights, the division champions are in the American League East, the New York Yankees, in the American League Central, the Minnesota Twins, and in the American League West, the Houston Astros. In the National League East, the Washington Nationals, National League Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the National League West, the Los Angeles Dodgers. In the American League, the wild cards are the Tampa Bay Rays and Cleveland baseball franchise. In the National League, it is the Atlanta Braves and Milwaukee Brewers. The winningest team predicted is the Astros at 0.683, and the losingest team is the Orioles at 0.333. Neither of those records would beat the standing win-loss records in their respective categories. Now, in actuality, these numbers may look very different, even though I believe the outcomes will be similar. I think teams with a large number of exciting prospects such as the Mariners, Tigers, Marlins, will do much better than their predicted records because this weird and wacky offseason has allowed a few more of those prospects to be brought into the fold than we would see during a regular season. Now, one of those teams, I think, could possibly be a dark horse for a wildcard spot. Which one will probably become clearer as the season develops? Another point is that the Houston Astros have been ravaged by injuries during summer camp and are likely to finish on a worse record than the data suggests, which I think, along with the Angels, A's, Rangers and Mariners all potentially improving over the offseason, will make the American League West a very exciting division to watch this year. Houston's injury woes will have a knock-on effect to the playoffs as well. 
I think they'll still make it to the playoffs. Their offense is electric. Trash cans or not. But Wills possibly struggle to go as deep without a effective bullpen. So, where does that leave us in terms of a World Series? I see the Yankees pretty comfortably walking through the American League and getting the American League pennant. And I do believe the Dodgers will take the National League pennant and meet the Yankees in the World Series. However, I do think the Dodgers will have a more difficult time getting through the National League than the Yankees will getting through the American League. When you get to the World Series, hey, it's a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. They are, you know, the El Clasico of World Series games. And <laughs> tell you what, toss a coin. That'll probably tell you who wins it for me. It's too close to call there, really. And now on to our international baseball roundup. As usual, we'll start in the east with Japan. Now, Atsunori Inaba is to remain in charge of Samurai Japan for the 2020 Olympics. Inaba's contract was originally set to expire at the end of September, but after the postponement of the Tokyo Olympics to 2021, both parties were eager to extend his tenure in order for Inaba to take control of the team during the games on home soil. The Nippon Professional Baseball Secretary General Atsushi Ihara delivered the formal request to him on Friday. Inaba has been with the Japanese national team since 2015, when he started out as a hitting coach. He has previously represented his country as a player at two World Baseball Classics, winning gold in 2009, and as a coach, he won gold at last year's WBSC Premier 12 tournament. In the MPB League, they're roughly one-fifth of the way through their shortened 125-game season. The Yomiuri Giants lead in the Central League, and the Tokohu Rakuten Golden Eagles top the table in the Pacific League. Now to Korea. Public libraries, museums, and concert halls opened this week in limited capacity. However, has, there has been no decision made yet as to allowing fans back into stadiums. The CDC announced they have restarted talks with the league, but according to a senior official at the CDC, the final decision will be up to the federal government. This story was first reported by Daniel Kim. On the field, the NC Dinos continued to lead the pack with Dusan Kairoum, LG, Kia, Samsung, KT, and Lotte all still in contention for playoff spots. That is an incredible 80% of the league still in the running for a postseason berth. Now to Taiwan, the CPBL draft took place yesterday with the Wei Chuan Dragons selecting Wang Wei Cheng as the number one overall pick. The second half season in the CPBL will commence on Friday 24th of July with the Unilions, Guardians and Monkeys looking to book their spot in the Taiwan series alongside the brothers, who won the first half season and so automatically qualify for Taiwan's championship series.
Now over to the Western Hemisphere, the Mexican Pacific League has reaffirmed plans to play a full 2020-2021 season this winter. The LMP president Omar Canizales thanked the owners for their unwavering commitment to players, staff, collaborators and communities in the wake of the coronavirus in a press release on Wednesday, as well as announcing that the strictest health protocols would be followed to ensure the safety of all involved in making a season happen. The league owners also reached an agreement on Wednesday that would see only three foreign players being permitted on a roster this season, down from 12 regularly. The rationale for this decision was cited as reducing costs in what is likely to be a cash-strapped season regardless. A schedule for the season is expected in the coming weeks. Now to Nicaragua. Miguel Mendoza reports that Chinandega manager and former major leaguer Vicente Padilla, with the backing of team managers, has pushed the Nicaraguan Superior Baseball Commission, the governing body for the Palmares 2020 tournament, to make the decision to play in three stadiums instead of the one previously decided upon. The change of plans was also due to a logistic and economic factor being that both Chinandega and Esteli, the two teams who would sacrifice their home games in order to play all semi-final and finals matches in the capital, requested accommodation and food in Managua if they were to play all their games there. The CNBS could not meet these demands and so has granted the team's request to play their home games at their home stadium. The CNBS also announced that at the request of the qualified teams, 1,750 tickets have been authorised to be sold in Chinandega, 600 tickets in Esteli, and in Managua there will be roughly 5,000 tickets allowed, that is one-third of the national stadium's capacity, and a similar percentage for Esteli and Chinandega. Now onto the professional league in Nicaragua, a new team, nicknamed the Northern Train, will be entering the professional league. It will be represented of several areas of the country, including Nueva Segovia, Matagalpa and Esteli. The team will be headquartered in Esteli and is being founded to expand the reach of the professional league to northern parts of the country where there is a healthy desire to both play and support baseball. Now to the European continent, the Eins Bundesliga, Germany's top baseball league, has announced it will play a shortened season commencing August 8th, but only if the announced facilitation of the corona measures will take place in all German provinces. All 16 teams from the Eins Bundesliga will participate in the season should it go ahead. The shortened season will span over 11 weekends, with a format to be decided on this week. Teams will vote on one of two options, a standard two-division system or a more geographically compacted system of four divisions. With this decision, Germany becomes the final of Europe's top five leagues to announce the fate of its season. Now onto some sad news. It was announced on Sunday that the new, innovative and exciting baseball format, Baseball 5, 
will have to wait six years for its debut at a multi-sport event due to the Youth Olympics in Dakar being pushed back from 2022 to 2026. This also raises questions as to whether the sport will have to wait indefinitely for its multi-sport debut as there has been a growing controversy around the Youth Olympics, particularly in regard to its costs, leading to some speculation that the event in its current form may be scrapped altogether due to increased stress on Olympic finances brought on by the pandemic, meaning the games may be scrapped before Baseball 5 can even get the chance to debut. Nevertheless, the sport is rapidly growing in participation, and if you'd like to know more about the sport and how to get involved, you can find the organisation on Twitter, at Baseball5, or visit their website, baseball5.wbsc.org. So, that just about wraps up the Mod Pod this week. Don't forget, you can follow the Ministry on Twitter, at MinOfBaseball, on Instagram, at Ministry of Baseball, and on Facebook, at The Ministry of Baseball. If you're listening on YouTube, we kindly ask that you like the video and subscribe to the channel, and if you're listening via your regular podcast platform, then we kindly ask that you follow the pod and rate it if possible. Have a great week, everyone. He's been absolute box office.